Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at LittleEmpirePodcast.com. And on Twitter at Little Empire Pod. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a One of them dies, that guy screw. One of them's a hot, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny D, and his name is Johnny D. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. My name is Spindly Timbly Wembley. My name is Guy Montgomery, and welcome along to The Worst Idea, episode 23. This will be our 23rd review of the Zac Efron vehicle, We Are Your Friends. Uh, Maximum Joseph's magnum opus, as I'm sure you're all familiar with. Uh, um, We're coming to you live from the Now Hear This Festival here in Anaheim, California. Couldn't be happier to be here in a room with real people where you've turned up. You've gone done it again. We're always shocked by this, that people are out there listening, and then sometimes we get that proven to us in the flesh. So make some, make some noise for yourselves to prove you're real. Fantastic. Good job. Okay. Let's, <laughs> Let's get the admin out of the way first. Some shit's been going on. This morning, I tell you that for free. Oh, by the way, we're here at the Loot Crate stage, so shout out to yeah, Loot Crate. Loot Crate, a, a, a brand or, Get, or product. No, uh, Loot Crate with, are great. Yeah, they, they're with, like, they give you geek stuff. They deliver yeah, it to yeah. your door. A different I mean, thing each month. Right. A brand we are intimately familiar with and are very pleased to be endorsing. So um, <laughs> big shout out to Loot Crate. LootCrate.com. They got put on, on the, they put got in the code worst idea and nothing will happen. Yeah, yeah. They got on board with us from day one. Uh, in the same way a lot of sponsors did, by ignoring us. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a real joy to be here on the Loot Crate stage. Uh, you'll notice that we've got a special guest for the recording today. Hello. You, you will sp- speak oh. when spoken to, young man. Sorry. Uh, this is Michael McMillionaire, everybody. Give him a big round of applause. From TV. From Literally, tr- when you did that and everybody clapped... Oh, and then when you did that, somebody shushed me on the yeah in the movie. So Michael, but everybody flipped me off when they clapped. It's, it's going to be Just tough a shot for you to be a functional me member of the podcast because your job right now is to watch the goddamn movie. All right. Um, Here's the situation, <laughs> folks. Um, Michael is uh, a fabulous talent of the screen. You might have seen him on True Blood. Maybe you've seen him on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Maybe you saw him with Amanda Bynes back in the day. On a television show called What I Like About You. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. one fan in the house. Amanda Bynes is there. Look, everyone's celebrating in the movie, too. I'm glad you made it out. Seriously, 
Uh, it's a non-visual product. Look, fireworks. Michael, you're, stop. You're Michael, stop. Sorry. And also you're yelling because so, you have headphones in. Oh, yeah. Here's... <laughs> I think that's just my normal speaking voice. Michael was very excited um, about the fact that we were coming to America and he got in touch and he was like, hey, I'd love to join you boys for a watch. We were like, we would love to have you. We're going to be in Anaheim. Do you want to come out with us to this festival? We'll watch the movie. We'll do the podcast. It'll be great. Michael said, that's great. It was all great. And then uh, yesterday, uh, (laughs) young Michael got a little carried away on the open bar. All I know is that Starly Kine loves to fucking party. <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael brought all of his enthusiasm uh, in spades, uh, and he poured all of it into the nighttime, which meant that the 8 a.m. screening of Where Are Your Friends happening in room 719 uh, did not involve Michael McMillionaire being in the room. I tried to argue to watch the movie last night, and you said no. Yeah, we were tired. <laughs> you look like hell. <laughs> I'm actually wearing a Mack Weldon hoodie right now. That's the most embarrassing thing. It's the wrong stage for that plug, dude. you got to get your shit this together. This is a loot crate It wasn't hoodie. even a good plug. He was embarrassed to be wearing it. Take that back. So you're pleased to be in the sweatshirt. Oh, wait. The guy from... Look, you, um, no, no, no. You've confused your role, okay? So you what? are here to watch the movie in silence. We agree. When we address you by name, you may respond. I silence! Know- I didn't know Shane from The Walking Dead and the Punisher from Daredevil was in this movie. See, there's going to be a lot of observations like that. We're going to take your mic off you, Michael. You would have loved to talk about all of these thoughts with you. Michael slept through the pre-organized screening of We Are Your Friends. He felt very sorry for it. And so as penance, he is watching the film while we are doing the podcast. Uh, The film's runtime is longer than the amount of stage time we have been provided with. Are you trying to turn the volume up? What are you doing? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I also feel like I'm your personal squirrel in this situation. Yeah, you that's are. That is true. a very good analogy. You are. Oh, you've got, you've got some magic. Oh, wait. No, you listen to the podcast. You know what's coming. Okay, I'm Damn putting it. my headphones back in to watch okay. this movie. Uh, can, Michael can... McMillan, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Put the microphone down. Millionaire. <laughs> so uh, Tim and I this morning watched the movie for the, for the 23rd time as planned. It is not... First of all, what we already know is it is not a movie to watch late at night. Yeah. We can now confirm it is not a movie to get out of bed for. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a movie best consumed by accident, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and during, during the, I would say of all the times that we try to tackle it, mid-morning is the best because uh, then it's done. It's not so early that it's jarring like it was this morning. Um, but usually when we watch it, I feel like it's usually about 11 a.m., we watch it, we get a coffee, wash it out you of can, our system yeah. sort of thing. You, sort of, but you can of build day. a day around it. So you can still enjoy, yeah. you know, you can do your thing in the morning, do your emails. In the, I mean, you email all the time, I'll bet. Don't tell me about it, but I know for a fact you email. <laughs> Don't you lie to me, motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen your emails. You know, watch the movie. <laughs> I, I haven't seen your emails. <laughs> but I trust you do it. Watch the movie, do the podcast, and then you've got a whole afternoon to look forward to. That's a whole day. This is what you want to do, ideally. Um, so this morning, it was interesting. I feel like uh, today I enjoyed it a lot more than I have recently, and that might be something to do with the fact that uh, our two most recent viewings happened at 120% of the normal speed of the film, followed up by one at 80% the normal speed of the film, which creates a uh, horrible feeling. Yeah. I don't know how else like to put a, that. a sick feeling. If- yeah. 
because the movie is essentially one long video clip, and so they've probably got the you know the mix in terms of the speed at which the music plays. Mm. I'd imagine they got that about bang on. Uh, so when you mess with that, it messes with the whole je ne sais quoi of the film. The, the whole you don't know what to say. Yeah, exactly. You can say soundtrack. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. It's not a je ne sais quoi. That's true. It's, <laughs> we were just describing it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was enjoyable at a, at a 100% of the intended speed. But also just like, I don't know, we've been in America for a couple of weeks now and I feel like we've really been, we've been burning through this country, doing a lot of stuff. We saw Adam Sandler do stand-up comedy the other night. That was amazing. That, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word. Like, it is amazing that we are sitting here watching Adam Sandler do stand-up. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, also, you know, beyond being amazing as, a, as an accomplishment for us, it was actually really enjoyable. The guy's got chops. I'm picking big things for this young kid called Adam Sandler. Probably, Keep an eye on him. Yeah. The media will probably build him up and then two assholes from New Zealand will tear him down. Um, I'm sure it will really take away he, from all he his likes, success. He was, re- he was good. He mm. was rusty because he obviously, it must be difficult for Adam Sandler to perform stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like his audience is 14-year-olds who watch him in movies. They don't go to live comedy shows. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it too much. I, th- I think like he was there to try some new stuff, you know, shake off some of the rust. And he, d- he did great. I, I liked the set. It was cool. Yeah. It was great. But it was just so weird. It's just like, fuck, that's the dude. And the other that's thing, the guy. Seeing him it's live, Lenny Fader, yeah. bro. He's right. I could have I reached out and touched him. You would have been arrested. I would have, absolutely. I often think about that. I'm like, we could just get up on stage and say, hey, Adam, we're big fans of your work. Can we get a quick photo? But yeah. that is illegal. But the yeah. part of my brain which knows that's illegal is almost on balance with the part of my brain which thinks that's okay to do. And so it's this constant tug of war. You right, Tim? I always forget this. I just The word illegal uh, <laughs> jogs my memory Can that I, I brought the ha- other co-hosts. Guys, is it okay that I already have a shining moment? Uh, no, guys- it's not okay. Put the microphone back down. All right, sorry. <laughs> Pretty simple instructions, Michael. I would like to welcome our fourth co-host to the episode. The knife is here. Uh, just to add an element of jeopardy to Michael's precarious position. If things get out of hand, you don't want to be talking to this co-host. Okay? He's I, jagged. He's I always sharp. picture the knife being like a big buoy knife. No, how would you describe it? That's like a, a pocket knife. Yeah, it's bigger it's a than big a pocket, but yeah. that's a pocket knife. Yeah, it's not a pocket knife. A pocket knife has bells and whistles. It's got a toothpick, tweezers, a corkscrew, scissors. <laughs> this is just a knife with a serrated edge. It's good. The for way b- you're holding it right now m- makes me understand that it, it. Oh, that's a knife. Yeah. I've flicked it out. Michael's. Michael's worried now. I gotta tell now. you, Tim. Yes. The first time you brought out the knife on the podcast. For those of you who aren't familiar with the podcast, Tim has been brandishing a knife on about probably initially ten percent of episodes per season. That's I'd right. say he's pushing that up to twenty. Yeah. And not once have I seen him do anything threatening with the knife, or actually follow through on the promise of cutting anyone with the knife. Yeah, but it's like you're cold. the boy who cried knife, Tim. I'm not afraid anymore. What would you prefer, that I had lightly stabbed you once or twice so you got the idea of what the knife does? Yeah, it's Bat's knife. You've the got to whole, fucking use it. The whole idea of the knife is, is, that it is a threat unto itself, you know? It's like an atomic bomb. It's just having it. That cloud is just looming over the whole show. At one point, you got a hold of the knife, and I got very worried, and it really changed the power dynamic. In, in, in this relationship yeah. and I was not comfortable with it and so instead of 
using a bit of empathy to be like, maybe I should disarm, do a bit of nuclear disarmament and just get rid of the knife. It was like, no, I need to get the knife back off of Guy and be the only one who has it. Well, I'll tell you why you were uneasy, because I was practicing my stabbing motions. You and were. I'll tell you why I, I was that. practicing my stabbing motions, because it's about goddamn time in this podcast someone used that goddamn knife. <laughs> Travel all the way to America with a knife and then not use it. It's embarrassing. These people are laughing at you, Tim. This is embarrassing. What I was saying earlier is that, um, so we've been hitting America, and America has hit back a couple of times, and uh, like watching the movie this morning, first thing when we woke up, it was like... Good I don't know. I, I see you checking in with me, guy. Yeah. See where I'm at. Uh, first of all, uh, I never knew that... Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't talk to you. I was just okay. checking in. No, he's in did this. He's been good. good. He's been he good. Did say, uh, 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 um, uh, American Beauty guy, Wes Bent- Bentley. Yeah. At James Reed of the Feelers? Yes. Why is he waving the record around? It's a popular dance move in the clubs. It is, right? <laughs> they always stop all the music and then wave a record in silence. <laughs> Literally at one point they cut to him and he's just waving a record. Maybe like, he's, look what I'm playing. It's while he's DJing, man. It's he's not cool my guy. shining moment. That was not my shining moment. Okay. Okay. Bye, it's guys. Good interlude. <laughs> so you, are, you are glowing with sweat, by the way. Oh, that's just my naturally oily skin. <laughs> it's glistening. Uh, <laughs> Should we get it's down not to worth finishing the thought, but I wanted, what I wanted sorry, to say Timmy. is that it was relaxing and nice. What's that? Watching the movie. This morning? Yeah. Also, tonight was the first night pretty much since we landed in America that, last night, sorry, that Tim and I got separate beds, uh, <laughs> which made for a real glamorous sleep, I can tell you that. <laughs> it was. It was uh, we were talking about this over breakfast. I was like, is, have we normalized the fact that we've been sharing a bed, like, too quickly? No. <laughs> like, is it just... You can't normalize... <laughs> it's necessary, and therefore you don't think about it. I know, it. but we do. don't think about it, like, enough, I think. I think there should be more psychic barrier to just just we don't even think we just the jump into bed <laughs> together without a second thought or a care in the world i think we should be taking things a little I, slower i disagree the walls are coming tumbling down two mornings ago i woke up tim was already up he was sitting on the bed he just shouted i patted his little bottom five times i went like this and then i said call me candace <laughs> and he, he kept it up all day Whenever I would introduce him or talk to him and mention the word, the name Guy, he would say, my name isn't Guy, it's Candace, and you know that. <laughs> it got real freaky. And then the next morning I woke up and started talking like this and accused him of fucking my wife, Candace. <laughs> no consideration for what's actually happening outside of it's just what we need to do so, to get through the morning. There's kind of an aspect where, um, because of what's happening to Guy at the moment, like I, we need to get home, and we need to get home pretty quickly to New Zealand. And uh, watching this morning just kind of made me feel a little bit safe, safer, a little more at home, because it was kind of familiar territory. I wasn't dealing with Candace or Candace's husband or you in a bed. I was in my own bed, and I was watching that movie that we see often when we're in a safe environment, you know? So it it's very funny to me that you would call uh, the environment in which we watch the movie safe. I would describe it as volatile and like really mentally unstable. That hotel room? No, like the mental space we occupy oh, when we watch yeah. the movie. But look, we're broken now. It's happened. You know what I mean? It's like it's done. We're you can't w- yeah. break a vase twice. That's not a saying. I just made it up. But it's true. What if you break a vase and it's just one big crack, and you glue it back together, oh, and yeah. it looks pretty good by all appearances. If you picked it up and ran your fingers across it, you'd not been broken before. But if you looked at it, you'd be like, wow, that vase is in perfect condition. 
and then someone knocks it over and it breaks again. What's happened then, Tim? Well, the first thing Have is... Have I just shat on your broken vase of a metaphor? I've lost where your metaphor went in terms of linking back to me. Well, you said you can't break a vase twice. I got you on that, bro. Yeah. I hear that. But what I'm is the human equivalent of gluing a vase back together? Is it just like hanging on? Is it someone hanging oh, I see. on? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in the weeds of the film and now of the metaphors that we're trying to spin. This is a disaster. Let me, um, I took some notes because normally we jump on the mic straight after we watch, but today uh, there's been a little bit of lag time because we had breakfast in between. I've got a bad memory. So um, I want to bring up the fact that, uh, first of all, we'll go chronologically, Jahid has some sort of magical ability like cable from x-men i think this is his ability to like fix things real quick is that do, do we have any x-men fans in the house also do, that's cable's thing right he's able to like invent stuff and and oh that's forge fuck it is too and forge is the dude who looks like um cyclops a bit eh? is no. his brother or something <laughs> I'll let you weigh in on this Forge one. is the guy who looks like dr strange with a ponytail and native american boots and what is his power? His power is he can build anything. Yeah. He can make anything. He's like a techno uh, wizard. Like a gen- like a techno genius. Yeah. Is um, Jarhead the guy who's bald and shirtless this whole time? You yeah. got it. Man, he's already my favorite character. <laughs> also, you never talked about how much this movie glorifies PCP use. Um, uh, we've mentioned it once or twice. I, mean, I don't know. Doesn't PCP it's, look like a warm cartoon it hug? It does. It's awesome. Paintings melt and then they animate you. <laughs> Mike was having a good time. I love this movie. <laughs> this literally started off as the worst day of my life. And now I feel really good. He's hidden back this, in. This is the thing. This is exactly the environment that you want to watch the movie in by accident. Like, he sort of missed the, the planned screening. Yeah. This is, he is seriously in the pocket right now. Yeah. It was uh, literally the worst idea of all time. And now it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So after Michael called us to apologize for missing the screening, he said, don't worry, I'll come down. Join you for some breakfast. Great spread put on here at Now Hear This, by the way. Hey, Beautiful buffet. I, I will talk a lot of shit about this festival that's to come. <laughs> but the spread was excellent. Hell of a spread. Tabasco can, next to the eggs. It's so simple. But you did it right. I appreciate that. Can we talk about, can we talk about already the fact that uh, Zac Efron spends all of this movie wearing a Band-Aid on his forehead just because a scene in a montage early on showed him that he was bleeding out of his head for some reason. He had got in a fight with the kids from Yeah, Kamuga I Park. know, but but it's, that's a lot of work to do. It's not a band-aid. A, what they would have done, they just would have shaved a little bit of his eyebrows. Oh. It's supposed to be like a stitch. There was a very successful rugby player in New Zealand called Jonah Lomu, who, who played wing, which is number 11 on your jersey. And he did a cool thing where he, he shaved an 11 into his eyebrow, presumably <laughs> in case he forgot his position when he was looking in the mirror. But what happened is a lot of teenagers, like, you know, people like myself, mm. white, thin, 13-year-old teenagers were walking around with 11s shaved into their invisible eyebrows. It was uh, not an anecdote worth mentioning. <laughs> I, I literally started putting my earbud back into my ear while you were saying that. That's so unfair. I had an Uber driver do that to me once. <laughs> I was on the way to a comedy show. I was like, all right, better warm up. I'll, uh, I'll have some light banter with the uber driver and after about a minute he was like nope i was like you know you're being reviewed for this how badly am i boring you that is brazen fucking brazen smash the gig though 
Uh, Jahid is on a phone call that he's got on a speakerphone at the very start oh, yeah. of the film, and then uh, he sees his phone's broken. The guy on the other end of the conversation says, am I on speakerphone? He says, yeah, my phone's broken. And then immediately after that, he's in the kitchen, and he's got the phone up to his ear. He's fixed it, a la Forge. All the things I'm saying are taking a really long time to get to no payoff. No, I think it's, it's good. This is what happens when you get into the 20s. You know this, Tim. Yeah. We're in the middle of the woods now. You know, you can't see the forest from the trees. Mm. We don't know what's of any value. The thing is that if he does have these skills to fix things really quickly, his dad has complained 22 times in a True. row now that he has not finished the roof yeah. or fixed the toilet. Yeah. And that frustration, while it's always been warranted, mm. is now compounded by the fact that we know he's telling someone who has the skills to do these jobs. He's got hyper abilities. Immediately. Yeah. And yet he How refuses. fucking lazy are you if yeah, you have hyper abilities and you still don't fix the toilet? This is the thing, though. And this, this is bigger than uh, Jahid. This is the issue with immortality is it saps your motivation to do anything. Because you you think he's immortal? Are the X-Men immortal? No. Can they die? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Weak. I would have made them immortal. Um, but like, if, you're, if you're immortal or if you, if you can live for I long... I would have made them immortal. Yeah, if I'd written it. Uh, but it's bad storytelling. I'm glad you didn't write them. What's wrong with making them immortal? Well, then what are the stakes? If you can't kill something, then, like, what are we all fucking doing here? It's just a bunch of gods hanging out. Yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, <laughs> that does sound awesome. <laughs> but, you know, you're right. The counterpoint of that is that if you get a lot... Like, this is why gods retire from the public eye. Because, yeah. like, eventually they get bored of dealing with mortals. And they're like, well, look, there's really nothing left to do. Like, we've got forever to chill. Yeah. That's a fact. All the gods they are real. They just piss off. Yeah, they just are all hanging out together now. Oh, you're up to the um, page sequence. This is a fucking In my life, sake. cracking I sequence. I do not rely on anything that is not concrete. This is uh, giving me an erection. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good pep talk, eh? <laughs> oh, Guy and I, uh, here in Los Angeles... Is this Los Angeles? It's not. Some no. people said yes, so... I don't feel as bad as I maybe should have. Um, we went to see a movie to kind of like just, just, you know, wash ourselves clean of the We Are Your Friends dirt. And we went to a current picture called The Accountant. Um, and boy, were we surprised to see Paige pop up in the movie. And his career has taken the fuck off you guys he's taken all the things that he learned and we are your friends which is how to run a very complicated concrete empire built on a diamond mine constructed on top of a property uh fraud pyramid scheme he's taken those lessons and now he has formed his own private security uh agency where he's basically like a gunslinger for hire yeah and it's fucking cool and I have a funny feeling that if you watch The Accountant, it perfectly matches up. So, like, it is a seamless transition into that universe where Paige has walked out of the final frame of We Are Your Friends and into the first frame of The Accountant. <laughs> and it's so, he's got, like, an assumed identity now because he's trying to get away yeah. with all that property fraud. That dovetails perfectly with the theory that We Are Your Friends is purely a long-release trailer leading into the release of Baywatch, uh, summer 2017, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron. Hashtag and watch your base. The entire movie yeah. is just like a rampant for the respective actors' different vehicles, yes. their next project. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, whoa, okay, this yeah. is a multiverse trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. Love that, bro. 
What's Jahid done after this? That's what I want to know. What is this the trailer of that he was in after this? Michael is shaking his head at a lady's rump, by the way. Oh, you got some good stuff coming, baby. I, this is the explanation of Zicoli letting us all know how genres of music work through BPM. It's a good scene. You were going to say something? I, yeah, I was just shaking my head because it... Put that mic up to you, shot, man. The way it was shot was just like... It wasn't so much an attractive... I mean, it is an attractive ladies' rump, but it was just like, wait, there's a butt in my face all of a sudden, and I didn't ask for this. Wait, Can I just say... You've got your boner tilting the screen as close <laughs> to your face as possible. I'm really enjoying the disdain and disrespect that we're treating Michael with, because ordinary, like if he had gotten up at the right time, I would be treating him with a lot more reverence and yeah. uh, You gave praise. us a talk last night about how we shouldn't get too showbiz... No, 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 no. <laughs> I think you misinterpreted that pep talk. What was the meaning of the pep talk? It was about how customers at Gold Star Realty, Realty Solutions, deck full of diamonds, solutions full of concrete. are your friends, and that you should treat them as your friends, not as, uh, you know, like, whatever. I feel like you've reappropriated your anecdote from last night. To fit this Are you talking about uh, the one? Oh, okay. I'll talk about this. Oh. Both headphones are out now just um, for the podcast listeners. Uh, are you talking about how uh, you were mad at watching the movie? And I said, here's the thing. Guy, want, I was like, when are we watching the movie? And Guy looked at me as if I just threatened all of his loved ones. <laughs> and I said... Wait, wait, why is he so mad? And Tim was like, sometimes, Tim was like, sometimes guy's down and I'm up and sometimes I'm down and guy's up. That was, that's all Tim said. And then I went, don't be mad at the movie. The whole, the reason, you watching the movie is the whole reason you're here and the whole reason we're together. And Tim really liked that. And he got it. And I'm just saying, don't be such an asshole about the movie because it's given you many gifts. Yeah, it has given me all sorts of gifts. No, what was happening last night, Michael? I'll defend Guy if he won't do it himself. Fair enough. Is you kept going, why are you so angry, Guy? Why are you so angry, bro? We're like just driven into Anaheim. The dude was just like having a drink at the bar. We're all just, you know, relaxing and stuff. And it's a very hard question to worm your way out of. Because if you say, I'm not fucking angry, dude, then guess what? You're the angriest person there. Yeah. And then if you say, I hey... I'm really not angry. They go, well, why are you being so defensive about it? <laughs> there is literally no right answer to that accusation. No, nope. it, it was a trap. It, it really was powerful. Was but yeah, no, I, I think I just feel like you were you were railing on me so hard for not being able to watch the movie, and then you completely botched it yourself. Well, and this is why we get to treat you with disrespect <laughs> in a room full of people now. Because you're a little pig dog, Michael. Yeah, you're a little pig. You're a little yeah. pig dog, and we we'll treat you like a little pig dog. For a movie that has no subtitles. There's a lot of text on the screen in this film. That's a pretty astute observation for a little pig dog. Yeah. You put your headphones back in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm sorry I'm part of this podcast. Today. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing you're doing great. Everyone's uh, <laughs> really into it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this movie's still fine. We interrupt this episode of The Worst Idea of All Time live, recorded at Now Hear This Festival in Anaheim, California, to bring you an ad recorded not live in a studio in Auckland, New Zealand. Hello and welcome. I am Tim Batt. And I'm Guy Montgomery. I would argue that this is live 
as of right now, but when you hear it, of course, I've always struggled with this, and it's not the time to bring it up because we are with the big boys. We're swimming in the big pool. We've taken off our life preservers. Guess who sponsors this shit? Audible.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com. What is Audible, though? Well, let me tell you, Tim. uh, You know books, right? Yeah. You know the worst part about books is the actual physical act of reading them? Fucking hear, hear. Do well, they let me swear? Maybe I'll bleep that one because it's an ad. Maybe I won't. You definitely will, and I respect that you have. Uh, yeah, so pretty much they've taken the worst part of reading away. Audible is a, it's a platform wherein you get audio books. You get all sorts of different audio content, and you can listen to it in the voice that it's intended to be heard. Last week I was talking about Alan Partridge reading out... I, Alan, we need to talk about Partridge. I cannot describe a more satisfying oral experience than what has happened between last week and this week, where I've actually listened to that. Have you? Yes. The annoying bit about reading a book is that the voice you're reading it in is your own dumb voice. Exactly. But what Audible have gone did is gotten the most fantastic voices in the business to be your inner monologue consuming that book. They have fixed it. All right, they, they have, really have fixed. They've it. taken your imagination and they've made it better. You're welcome, everybody. If this sounds like something you're interested in, guess what? You can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook if you visit audible.com forward slash try now. That's audible.com forward slash try now. Audible, spelt in the traditional fashion, A U D I B L E. Now back to the show. This movie's still fine. I can't even make sense of the notes I've, I've written got, I look, down. I've got, I've got, I've got a, a, a thread I'd like to discuss, and that is, we've spoken about it before, the absolute disaster zone of a song that Zakoli. So we literally see Zakoli working towards one thing throughout the whole movie, and this is his idea of how becoming a DJ works, is that um, you get one song, right? You come up with one song. That's all. You don't need, no one needs albums now. No one needs two songs or B-sides. You no need one to needs come up, two songs. Yeah. You need, Everyone just needs one song. You don't need two songs. You need one you just song. You need one song. And that's, he's obsessed with this idea. And also, they call themselves his friends, but no one corrects this problem. Everyone's mm. like, yeah, sure, Zakola, you just cope. Because he's so bad at making music. They're like, just go into your room, fuck around with your garage band, yeah. equalize everything on the song, and he keeps working and working on it. And you see it throughout the whole movie. He's working and working and working on it. And what he's doing is a classic example of working hard, not smart. Because mm. it doesn't matter how many hours he puts into this song, it's a shitter. It's a dud. <laughs> and one of these purported friends needs to go out there and tell him, because he's going to embarrass himself in a garage you know, at the very end of the movie in front of thousands of... The subtitle of this movie could be, could be We Are Your Friends, Turd Polisher. Right? That's what he's attempting to do through he's, the entire film. He's trying film. to polish a turd. Yeah. And his friends aren't, aren't telling him anything. Yeah. And so he just keeps going and going. And it's so frustrating to see because you're like, no, the issue isn't that this song isn't work. It's like the issue isn't that you need to keep making this song better. It's that you need to stop working on this song. You need to acknowledge that not everything you create is going to be good and put it to one side and start working on something new. And he doesn't, it's like, you know, you see stand-up comedians who've been doing the same jokes for five years, and you're like, it doesn't matter how many ways you change the way you say that joke. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You need to put it to, put it to the side. That's right. And he's he's doing this. I wanna, and he's doing it week after week, and it's driving me fucking insane. <laughs> I want to introduce an element to the room. Okay. <laughs> you look so worried. I've never seen you look so worried. What's going to happen from here on in is the first person who leaves from here on in, because we can see everyone, because the room is so well lit. The podcast episode will end. No. And we'll do a Q&A from there on in. No. But the first person to leave ushers in the end of the episode. Or when we decide to end the episode, whichever happens first. What, what sort of crazy hostage situation are you... <laughs> <laughs> There's a terrible element to introduce. No, I really People like are free it. To come Wait, and this go- guy is yeah. literally running it's away. It's Patrick. He works here. He's like, oh, I'm going to be here all day. I got to go now. That's fucking ridiculous. People are free to come and go as they please. I don't know. Let me, let me ask the, the fourth co-host. What Wait, do you think, I got a nice? question. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see what you've oh. done. Wait. The lights have come down and the knife's come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I got a... I got a now question. Is James, did James Reed from the Feelers just show Zach Zicoli a, a bomb? No, I think it's a Pukalau. No, it's, a, it's a Wurlitzer. No, no, no. The that's a bomb. is the keyboard oh, yeah. that he plays on. It looks like a bomb, but uh, as I'll tell you, David Bowie used one of those in Space Oddity. It's one of the cool hip lines of dialogue in the film inserted by Maximum Joseph. It's a fucking disaster. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got a question for you. Does this count as your next viewing of the movie? No. 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 Oh. This there is are very strict rules. <laughs> it still surprises me, like, you know, walking around meeting new people and you explain what the podcast concept is um, here at the festival and people uh, going, like, do you really watch it each time? And yeah. even people who have followed through with listening to it, we fucking do, guys. We watch it every single it's time. It's not an intelligent podcast, but it is a podcast loaded with integrity. So, um... <laughs> Not every episode is good. But every episode is real. It is authentic. Uh, well, to, to try and bring up the tone, because I feel like we're really down in the muck and the mire right now, I would like to, to bring to you my shining light. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're referring to me as your shining light, and I really like that. Nope. Uh, 
the shining light of the movie for me this week was a fantastic bit of acting by uh, Wes Bentley, a.k.a. James Reed from The Feelers. Yes. So he is, uh, he's not even borderline alcoholic. The guy's got a, a fully-fledged drinking problem in this movie. And uh, it's sort of, they always allude at the dark side. It's like the PCP. It's always like, oh, he likes to drink. And while you probably know that's bad, we're not going to show you all of the ill effects of it because then it wouldn't be glamorizing drinking and we wouldn't be making this cool party movie. You're making a mess on my laptop there, Michael. No, I just, I, I, I wanted to re- instantly replace a, a, a moment oh, where gonna be uh, Jarhead difficult. said something about Hillary Cr- Clinton and then bro and tackled the guy and they fell into a pool If together. you need a replay, just ask Guy and I. We know the whole movie. Can you yeah. play that? Yeah. So what, what happens he is... He uh, said, Jarhead, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton, bro, no, 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 and no, tackled no. him. Jarhead comes into a situation where a man is chatting up a woman at the party by the pool, yep. and he inserts himself out of nowhere and yep. says, you want to know a fun fact? The best sushi in the world is in the whole Western Hemisphere is, is here in the valley at a strip it's, mall. It's, no, it's not here. It's because they're not in the valley. It says it's in the San Fernando Valley. And Don't undercut the promise that I just made to Michael. <laughs> Rightfully, the guy says back to him, uh, does this lady look like she eats in the valley? Like, oh, get that up, your valley people. And uh, <laughs> he says, have a sense of humor, bro. And then Jahe goes, oh, I've got a sense of humor, bro. You want to know something funny? You're dressed like Hillary Clinton, bro. And then spear tackles him into the pool. That is a real funny zinger. <laughs> No, but it's wrong. The guy's wearing a jacket and yeah. board shorts. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen? I mean... <laughs> That's a- how you get votes, by the way. If Hillary Clinton could come out in this, these final dying days before the election with some boardies, <laughs> fucking bam. You got that beach vote now. Yeah, yeah. That's an important vote. That's right, Malibu, a yeah. well-known swing city. <laughs> <laughs> Both politically and it's uh, great for fucking. So... <laughs> The, the shining light that I have is they don't really show the ill effects of drinking too much, but in one scene, James Reed has fallen asleep in all of his clothes, and he's holding a cup of whiskey up, so it's quite precarious. You know, if he spills it, he's going to spill it all over the sheets. They're going to have to clean the sheets, but he hasn't. And Somali, his girlfriend and the romantic interest of Zakoli, comes into the room and she says, oh, babe, and takes the glass, like, oh, no, you've fallen asleep in all your yes. clothes. And he does the best. He goes, oh, I, just had, I just had a little nap and that was bad what i did was bad but the way he does it is good yeah. because he genuinely you know that little you know when you're missing your voice when you is wake it, up is this it? dude you're watching oh, it you're i told you everything right that's happening in this room is happening on the screen <laughs> at the same time this movie is a magical experience <laughs> less than an hour ago i was naked on a bathroom floor crying and texting these guys that I cannot make it to the ballroom. In fact, let's revisit those texts. <laughs> they're, not, they're not as damning as I would like. <clears throat> Here's the sequence. Um, <laughs> All caps. Time-coded as well, please. All so, caps. So, so last night, this is the point at which Guy and I went to bed. If anyone wants to leave the room, by the way, I relinquished my earlier role. That was... I feel like people were probably going to keep doing point. whatever they wanted anyway. That's good. <laughs> so I said, to confirm... We said it verbally, but I was like, Michael looks like he's maybe going to approach the bar. I'll get it in writing. I said, room, 7.19, 8 a.m. Americano times two, that is all, because he offered to get us coffees, which was very generous and was a very empty a promise. Yeah. Coffees and croissants <laughs> at 7 a.m. <laughs> so uh, he replies instantly to that message with and croissants, because you rightly said croissants as well. And then at 2.35 a.m., 
<laughs> simply the message, you fuckers. <laughs> 2.38 a.m., so do I have to be there for sound check? 2.39 a.m., ignore this. And then at 9.51, all in caps, oh no, I overslept and my alarm didn't go off. This is the real worst case scenario. <laughs> Followed by a screenshot of his alarms. Followed by... Which could be doctored. That which is could easily be doctored. So weak. I'm going to be honest. I turned the alarm back on before I took a screenshot. Of course you fucking did. <laughs> what? I like that it's meant to be a reveal. Like we didn't already guess you fucking did that. And then... I was a real forge. <laughs> I was like, I know how to fix this alarm. <laughs> It's seven minutes after 10 a.m. in uh, normal caps. Tim, I am so sorry. So that was where the contrition that, started kicking that, that's in. That's why he is uh, in the situation he's, he's currently in. Man, I, I'm telling you, this is the. I'm so happy right now. That's good, man. You can, you, you can just pop that keyboard off as well. It seems like it's yeah, giving like you some real trouble. Off. Just rip it off. You it just it. comes right off. There you oh, go. Thanks. Um, Technology. So. I guess I should throw my shining light yeah, in there. Please. And guess what? I didn't have one before, but here it is right now coming to you and all of you here in the room and also the people listening on the internet. I have a shining moment. Okay, thank you, Michael. No. No, this has all gone wrong. <laughs> nope. You're talking out of order and you're bailing out, Tim. <laughs> Say something you enjoyed. Anything. Um... I wouldn't normally dip into this well, but during the scene where Zicoli is DJing at the pool party for James Reed of the Feelers, um, and Somali comes up to him and like uh, gives him his paycheck, she's got really pretty hair in that scene. You have mentioned that before. Really pretty hair. So your shining light is her hair in the one scene. Yeah. It's getting down to the minutia of the film. Uh, I didn't want to do that. My no, no, my, it's, it's my shining moment is towards the beginning of the film when uh, Zicoli... You're not even halfway through. I, I don't need to be halfway through to have my shining moment. He playfully threatens <laughs> it's Jarhead... It's called a, a shining light. <laughs> shining <laughs> mo- light. He playfully... <laughs> Guys, I might still be drunk. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, he playfully threatens his friend with a nail gun on a roof. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Just bre- we just breeze past that Absolutely. moment. Like someone really could have gotten hurt, but yeah. I, w- I knew then that that was my shining light. <laughs> That's a good. That is a good. What happens light. when more people come in the room? Do we have to start the they podcast each over? Five minutes. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't like that. So. Uh, I think now it is time to three for getting, getting sentimental with James Reed. Oh yeah, love it when you touch me with your fingertips, <laughs> little spindly fingers, <laughs> those thin little fingers running up my ears, <laughs> getting all in there in that little air hole of yeah, yours, you that cute little air hole. <laughs> Clean out my airwax with your little fingers. Oh, I don't mind if I do it. Listens. Oh, when I touch it, it's so squishy. Yeah, now, now, now wash your hands, you pig. Dog. I will. I'll get all clean for you. Th- thank you. Uh, so this is uh, uh, at one point in the movie, James Reed from the Feelers, Zicoli's mentor, the captain of the DJ team in the film. Uh, he comes out. 
and he says to, to Zakotli, he says, uh, I may have gotten a little sentimental, uh, and he gives him a box. Really, it's a self-serving gift. Yeah, he says it's, a, it's actually a self-serving gift, but he gives him a MacBook Pro box, and each week we speculate as to, to how his sentimentality has influenced the gift that he is giving Zakotli. So each week, you know, it's a different gift. What's been your favorite one? Can you remember any? Uh, I really, I think I quite enjoyed it when you tried to suggest he gave him a retractable samurai sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that one. For how highly impractical. Like a telescopic yeah. sword, yeah. My favorite one was um, when we had Alice Sneddon from Bonus of the Heart on, and she was just like instantly, she's like, dead animal. <laughs> like we sort of explained the concept of, of what the segment was. She was like, yep, dead animal. We're like, fuck, all right. <laughs> yeah. That she's was a, cool. She's a gem, that Alice. She really uh, is. I'd like to tell you what I think is in the in the box this week, Tim. I would love to hear and it. And it's both sentimental uh, and self-serving in equal parts because mm. contained within the MacBook Pro box is some uh, leftover Chinese food that... Uh, Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. Yeah, and also a, a bare naked lady's MP3. Brand stuff. Yes! <laughs> of the greatest hits. Uh but it's so he gives him the Chinese food because him and Somali went out for dinner the night before and yep. they ordered too much because they always order too much because money is not a problem for these people. And they're like, do you know what we'll do? We'll get it all in the takeout boxes that they give you. I also get this, I'm sorry to interrupt no. you, but I get the sense that these are two people who don't eat a lot either because I think James Reed really fills up on booze and Somali is sort of looking after that trim figure of hers. So they don't strike me as very gluttonous uh, sushi consumers. That's not Chinese food. No. I'd imagine they'd be very gluttonous when it comes to the sushi table. Right. Because it's a healthy snack. Sort of. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. They've got all this Chinese all food. All this Chinese food. They got it home in the regular takeout boxes. They get home, and they're a little drunk, and they're a little giggling. He's like, you know what would be a real good lark, a real laugh, a great way to wind up my friend and yours, Zakoli, <laughs> is if we took all of this Chinese food. Yeah. And for no real reason, a bare naked lady's MP3. Yeah. And we put it inside that brand new MacBook Pro box I've got lying around the house. And we give it to him and he'll think, get this, he's definitely going to think it's a MacBook Pro. But it's just going to be some stinky Chinese food. And a mini disc. <laughs> yeah, and a mini disc. I really want that to be the delivery format of that MP3. <laughs> Without a player. Yeah, just the... God help you trying to find a mini-disc yeah. player With a post-it note on it saying to him, this is what your song needs. And he's like, what the fuck am I oh, meant to listen to? That's so good. Fuck, I love that. Nice one, bro. Yeah. Well, it's also it's self-serving in that the Chinese food was taking up all the room in the fridge. Because <laughs> they've always got a fridge full of condiments and, and leftovers. You know you know how it is. When's the last time you ate all of the food? All, all the, the food, food in your fridge. Um... Off, uh, not all of it. I, I'm pretty good. I don't really go for a shop until I've opened the fridge and been like, okay, what conceivable food stuff could I construct from these ingredients? And it'll be like <laughs> a lettuce that is rotten to the core and a potato and like a kg of mints. That's generally the sort of... And then you think, I'll go for a, a, a trip to the shops. No, I will cook that. I'll cook that. Up. I'll turn it into something. What do you call that dish? I don't, I don't have a name for it, per se. It's a meaty surprise. The surprise is there's a little bit of lettuce in there. <laughs> you can barely taste it. That's not a bad name for the dish. Yeah. You create intrigue. Yeah. But when's the last time you got through all of the fresh produce in your fridge? Oh, that's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. We always buy too many vegetables and fruits 
Because when we're at the grocery store, we're like, everyone's looking at my shopping trolley. <laughs> They're going to know all I've got is this old lettuce and some mints. Yeah. I better cover it with some bananas and oranges. I'll definitely eat them later. Yeah. Every single one of them. Your whole house is just filled with rotten bananas and oranges. Yeah. While you're eating Tim's meaty surprise. Why do we never learn? Um, <laughs> I've got a no but for you. Please. The bit of the movie where we noticed in this week's performance that uh, the actors were going off script and uh, contributing their own lines and performances to, to, the, to the greater production. And this week, it was definitely the scene where uh, just after Zakoli has, um, in a bout of homophobia, punched out oh two strangers. Oh my God, I just watched that. At a party, yeah. It's pretty crazy, huh? First of all, this whole movie is ad-libbed. I mean, there is no... No scripts. There are, there are like five lines which you can see Maximum Joseph's mm, fingerprints on. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Which and are then, all shots at millennials. And then there's this moment that just happened where Zakoli walks up to these two guys having a conversation, and I watched the scene, and they didn't do anything well, wrong. Wow, that's that, not entirely they were, true. They were having a bit of light locker room talk. Oh, <laughs> I missed the light <laughs> locker room talk. Locker room talk at Somali's expense. Uh, but Zakoli just says a very homophobic slur and then punches a guy. Yeah. Yeah, they just put a hate crime in the middle of the movie in yeah. case they wanted to use that for fuel and later the, on. And then later he tells uh, James Reed of the Feeler's girlfriend, those guys wouldn't last in the real world. Oh, yeah, yeah I never really put those two lines together. <laughs> what that is that terrifying. Mean? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, right. Okay, I get what you're putting down. It's like Fuck. a hollow, hate-filled threat, and then him and Somali just part ways, and she's like, Jesus fucking Christ, I hope he doesn't act on that. Well, my offer for no but is going to come real clunky now, but it's the bit where uh, she says, James thinks you've got real talent. He said, you've got an excellent sense an of, acu- assemb- yeah. an acute sense of assemblage. Yeah, <laughs> and then Zakoli goes. That's he's like that's great. What does he say? He says that's great. Well, I don't that's even know what great. that means. What does that mean? Assemblage. Is it French? Assemblage. Yeah, and you can tell that. I if, think it's French. If you were a scriptwriter or a director, you would not make your characters this stupid. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a good. I like what he did with it. He made it his own. I dug it. But that's the only I dug it, bro. You can see a bit of Zac Efron shining through the veneer of We Are Your Friends at that moment. It's like, hey, I'm st- help me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. Maximum Joseph has trapped all of us. We're trying desperately to get out. Paige has got a flick coming up with uh, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck that he's desperate to get to shooting of. I've None really of got to get to the set well. of Baywatch. I've got to get to Baywatch. <laughs> David Hasselhoff's relying on me. Please help. And he's communicating all of that through um, that one moment where he throws a can over with the sparkly lights when he's talking to Somali. Uh, what, what is she wearing on her head? It's like a headdress thing. It's you know. a gold... I've never seen like a, a more beautiful woman look more terrible in a movie. You really gotta... I mean, Maxim and Joseph really... Really, uh, It's uh, just... It's a necklace gone wrong. It's like one of those things that's got a line over the middle bit and then... Uh, it's like a crown there. Yeah. And it just looks like that part is stopping it from making it down to where it lives on the neck. <laughs> where it lives. That's where a necklace goes. Right? I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this movie is so good looking, 
But like that butt that walks by in the party, I'm just, I don't want to see any of it. You know what I mean? How, you Michael, really take your other headphone out because we're fast approaching the, the end oh, of this shoot. voyage. And I just want to get the rest of your thoughts. You've been a good pig dog. You've, yeah. you've behaved. You've had your headphones in. You've been really paying Have attention. Have a, yeah, that's right. Good boy. No, I'm just saying, What's like, take? you really mess up a movie when you have so many good looks. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this fixed it. <laughs> I mean, this, this needs to be retired until Christmas. Like, this whole, this whole thing needs to be shut down. But I... I Michael's I, talking about his hair, for those Yeah, in my face. Um, but I've never seen more good-looking people look less attractive in a movie before. It's shocking. <laughs> That takes a real bad director. What? How did shots how, fucking fired, <laughs> Maximum Joseph? You're never going to work in this town again, friend. It's true. Your career's over. Is that? Are you speaking to Maximum Joseph or to Michael? To Michael. Oh. Who do you think's got more power, Michael or Maximum Joseph? <laughs> the clue is in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that one of them is being our pig dog by sitting silently <laughs> yes. on stage with us. We've really diminished his position on this, and I, I'm not apologizing for well, it. There, I stand by Are there by any it. other stray thoughts that you'd like to share? I mean, it's a shame that we couldn't have done this in the uh, traditional way. No, I just... <clears throat> when does Squirrel die? Because I'm really waiting for that moment. Uh, we could maybe even accelerate the film for you so no, you can I, see it in front of these people. Uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> you'll see it. It's, you'll, you'll see it. We don't need to do that. Like, this dancing that this lady's doing is not even attractive. It's all, this whole movie. That's the cameraman's fault. Look, he's, moving, <laughs> he's all over the place. Get a fucking tripod in there. I this mean. is impossible to follow. All the angles are wrong in this movie. It's like you know Michael I mean? Bay directed all of the sex <laughs> yeah. scenes. It's just like a close-up of a belly it's button. Like, and you're kind of like coming at a real Dutch angle, I think it's called. And you, you're it's getting like there, they it's strapped blinding. A, a tripod on the head of a dog and just told it to <laughs> keep... Get some shots. What an innovative way to shoot a sex scene. You know, we're gonna when, do like, something no one's done before. You know, when like, um, uh, like if you're having sex and a cat walks in the room, imagine strapping a goddamn camera to that cat, capturing <laughs> like that's the new porn <laughs> genre. This, this whole movie is the dog's perspective of sex <laughs> when a dog's watching his owner's fuck. <laughs> that's just the whole movie. There's a secret character which is the dog. And the whole movie is the dog's point of view. And we didn't even know the dog was in the movie. <laughs> the second We've never watched to the very, very end of the credits, so that might be the final and reveal. you can see the dog take the camera off and then turn it towards its own face. <laughs> and then it cuts to black. We are your friends too. The good boy. <laughs> We are your friends. We are man's best friend. Yeah. We are a dog. Oh. The clue was there the whole time. God damn it. it was the hey, great well, find, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Ed Harris in Westworld, we've just scalped a robot and we've seen the maze of the map <laughs> under its hair. Does that make sense? Anyone sure watching you've Westworld? I've seen Westworld, it does, I'm sure. <laughs> P.S. Spoiler alert. I haven't watched it yet. But, uh, um, we found the whole new level of the game. Do we have any other business to attend to? Uh, the, the business of saying, uh, you know, the, the movie's still going. <laughs> and I would Wait, like to... guys, I got some business to attend to. Okay. Listen, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. I know it's, uh, uh, it's a Sunday, I think. <laughs> but your producer's office is open, and um, 
I got a movie to pitch you guys. Oh, very yes. nice. Yes, please. Hot damn. So I'm uh, going to pause the movie so you don't lose any of this as well. You can watch it later. Tim and, Tim and I are obviously hotshot uh, movie executives. Uh, we sit in an office on the 64th floor of a building. Uh, our, our chairs and tables are made entirely out of money. Um, we're doing pretty good. And uh, Save for a scepter that each of us have, the stem, solid concrete, and the top bobble, diamond. Yeah, that's right. And we're looking to commission hot new content in Hollywood. And uh, what I'm excited about is the promise of this young fellow who's about to come into our office, Tim. This guy's called Michael McMillionaire, and he's full of ideas, okay? I like the name. You ready to let him in? I am. Okay. <clears throat> uh, you can come in now, Michael. First of all, I'm so sorry I overslept, guys. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to bring coffee and croissants to this meeting, and I apologize, but what's important is that I'm here, and I got a solid idea. Uh, yeah, there, there, I mean, undoubtedly, that there is import in the fact you have made it, but uh, you, you mean to tell me it's 10 a.m., we both skipped breakfast because we were promised coffee It's so weird that your uh, regular accent isn't sort of shining through. Do you, you want to clear your oh, throat? Oh, this is a new Maybe character. You I got ca- Frog in your throat. Aside from my executive role, I've been cast right. in a... Are you trying to shake that Tennessee twang? If you want me to talk in my regular voice, I'm more than willing to. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm Listen, sorry, that was a bit of personal no, business. It's all you, right. go, you go right ahead, and uh, we will accept the fact you did not bring us any coffee or croissants. I will make a note of it, though. Um, okay, so uh, let me ask you one question Do you guys love music? Well, <laughs> I certainly do. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love music? Sure. Do you guys love the X Men? Yes, I do. Uh, I always sort of wish they were more immortal. <laughs> but yeah, I see why people like it, I guess. Well, uh, basically what I've got for you guys is a project that mixes X-Men mutant powers and music and good-looking people that will look ugly for an entire film. Now, guess what? We can add immortality in there, but there's one character that has to die. That's the only trade-off that I got. Uh, I, I mean, you're describing... Am I a- yelling into this microphone in this no, meeting? No, your volume's good. Okay, good. And I also like that we conduct all of our meetings, amplified, <laughs> as is my want. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I got a few questions. Namely, you haven't detailed any actual plot. You've just sort of said... A lot of different things that you've we may or here, may not know. You've come in here very late and asked if we like music. Listen, and this then... movie does not need a plot. Well, as the executive, I think it's my job to tell you this movie absolutely needs. Nope. nope. <laughs> it's very watchable. I've got the most watchable. Have you guys ever been on PCP and watched uh, uh, it? Let me stop you there. No. <laughs> not my personal drug of choice. How about you, Tennessee? Sure, yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. This movie is like that, plus the X Men, plus no uh, script. You just keep piling stuff on. (laughs) I feel like you're building a very delicate Jenga block. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm on I'm sniffing around the hook. I'm not on the hook, but I'm sniffing around the hook. My main question would be, whose story is this? Whose perspective? Are we tapping into here? It's about here? a man who collects sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is a new element you have not addressed in the other parts of your pitch. 
How, how does one collect sounds, Could Mr. you please millionaire? weave these very separate threads together so it forms some semblance of a movie idea? I am irate. I have not had my morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is my fault. Uh, yeah, it's about a guy who collects sounds and he has a dream. And <laughs> that's another new thing. <laughs> You're doing the opposite of what I asked. What were we going to do? Do? Or do I not have your interests? Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking, but... Boom. <laughs> you got it. I'm, well, I'm signing the check. He's done what, it. What? Just, hey, did you just judo us in our own office? I love every... You've come in with an exciting new energy. You've asserted yourself as the dominant force in the room by turning up late and empty-handed, <laughs> shouting into a microphone, disparate ideas that have no connection, we request that you thread them together into a movie plot. You refuse and you add more things onto the pile. I like your moxie, I like your confidence, and I am willing to put my money on the table for this one. What I about will, you, Tennessee I, Pete? I will match his investment if, if we can call the movie Spanish Omelette. It's called We Are Your Friends. Get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McMillan, ladies and gentlemen. The Millionaire. Yeah. Is that... That's it. <laughs> I've got, I want to end the episode now. What are you pointing that at? That stuff? That's a bunch of merchandise. It's for, Loot Crate um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's not related to great, us. Don't you worry <laughs> yeah. about that. Great brand. Great product. So, thanks for coming. <laughs> We're going to do a Q&A, but right now the podcast ends. So to everyone else out there, uh, we don't have any live shows coming up, so we don't need to plug anything. So I don't know, just fucking live your lives. That's my call to action yeah. right now. And also stick with us. Uh, no one Did likes a quitter. Uh, we, we're not even pushing live hashtag. Live every moment. Uh. Love every day. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. Leave every moment. Love every day, yeah. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. Your precious time slips away. That'll do, Thanks, everybody. Oh, Michael's gone. He's off. Ow. This movie's still fine. There's a Coley, Guys, that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try... Maybe it's maybe it's like canon that he's a dog. It's made very clear, and they're like, "Well, no one coming to the second movie yeah, we- <laughs> hasn't seen the first. We don't have to spend a long time explaining that he's a dog in the a man suit." Third act reveal of the first Jack Reacher is that he's a dog, and it's it, it, this is a series of beloved books yeah. that we that it's because he's a dog that everyone loves this dog dressed as a man who is really good at helping people out of sticky situations. Well, it's not like Harry Potter begins and is like, Harry Potter 7 begins and it's like, he's a wizard yeah, and yeah, muggles yeah. are people. They don't have to explain that. They assume you know. Yeah. So I guess in this one, they just assume you know that <laughs> he's a dog in a man suit. <laughs> Even 
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.